Hi, I'm Cindy, and welcome to Taiwan Yuan, where you'll meet inspiring Taiwanese people all over the world. Okay, so who am I? Um, <laughs> I'm 100% Taiwanese, born in Tianmu. It's a district in Taipei. I moved to Canada,、um, where I've been for ooh, the last 25 years of my life. I've been around, guys.、Um, During COVID, like many of you probably, I went into a casual mental spiral, and I started feeling really untethered. My therapist let me know that that feeling is called community loneliness. I started wanting to reconnect with the Taiwanese side of me, which, you know, physically it's all of me.、Um, I asked myself a simple question:、uh, What does it mean? To be Taiwanese,、uh, and I couldn't answer it. I realized that ninety-nine percent of the Taiwanese people I knew were related to me, and everything else I knew was through dramas. So I probably don't have a good idea of what it is to be a Taiwanian. Then I found out twenty percent of Taiwanese population live abroad, like me. So I wanted to start the series. Collecting stories of Taiwanese people all over the world and their passions, and through those conversations, I want to well、um, make some friends, and at the same time build this shared knowledge of what I'm calling the Taiwanese spirit. Okay, I know we've got bubble tea, a lot of it,、um, semiconductors. According to my dad, and quote unquote nice people, which I live in Canada, I know about nice people. <laughs>、um, I just want to dig deeper than that. So please join me as I figure out how to podcast and discover what it means to be a living, breathing Taiwanian. For my first interview, I'm so excited to have an excuse to talk to her. Mandy Lee is a fearless cook with a cult following,、um, and also my cousin's friend. Her Instagram, Lady and Pups, has over 130,000 followers, and one of those followers is Padma. Padma judges chefs for a living, so you know Mandy's the real deal. Hi, Mandy. Tell us about yourself. Hi everyone.、Uh, my name is Mandy Lee. I'm a food blogger of LadyandPups.com. So I recently just published my first cookbook called "The Art of Escapism Cooking." It's about、um, the six years of me living in Beijing as a Taiwanese.、Um, there are a lot of、um, angry stories involved, and lots of delicious recipes as well. So how did Lady and Pups? Get started as a food blog. So when I started the blog, it was kind of like like even starting the blog to me is like it's like a failure. <laughs> like、wow. um yeah, cause like well like I'm forty, okay. So like I to me it's like I never I I'm not you know the new um generation Z or whatever who looks at internet or like like influencer、yeah. as like kind of like an actual career, and the bloggers and like you know I'm just like get a real job and <laughs> so then like, now, when I'm 
You're yeah, the also, ultimate blogger. <laughs> no. And then, like, I literally, like, when I was – I moved to Beijing for two years, and I was just super depressed. I hate my life. And then, like, I didn't really want to go outside, let alone, like, getting a job. Mm-hmm. And then my husband was just like, well, why don't you just, like, you know, for fun and then do a blog. And then you – I've always loved to cook, so – Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, oh, you know, you just write, you know, think of it as like, you know, just where you write down your recipes and da da da. Yeah, and I literally was like, that was like a moment of like a really defeatist move. I'm just like, oh. sure, like life is over, <laughs> you know, like my dream, like bye bye, like. <laughs> and then that's how I started. But your Instagram is beautiful. Well, that's like that's because I have <laughs> nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to produce yeah. like one photo per week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what stands out the most about your Instagram to me is just how different it is from, you know, usual food blocks because it's dark. <laughs> no right. way. You mean like tone wise or just the yeah. photos are dark or both? <laughs> yeah, like the background's dark. And so it's right, right, right. different vibe. And I think, yeah. It, yeah. It, pairs really well with your commentary yeah I like I like dark spaces and I, I like dark yeah. dark photographs because like I naturally I'm not a very I'm not like you know like flower sunshine rainbow kind of personality <laughs> so like I'm just like it'll be super weird if you know sure. I'm doing all those like yeah yeah you need like white and sunny yeah. photos and I'm just like bitching all day and it like, doesn't even <laughs> it doesn't make any sense <laughs> Well, it obviously worked because, you know, you have such a big following. And I was surprised myself um, to see just friends that I know through other ways who are following you. So you have oh, really? all over the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do have a lot of followers. But um, so I have two friends who are big foodies in Toronto and they follow you. And oh. so I asked them. Well, tell them I said hi. Oh, I'll make sure they listen to this episode. Um, Yeah. yeah, So my friend Michelle, she says she follows you because she just loves that you have mm, a different perspective and everything you do feels like there's artistry behind it. Um, She did say your perspective is a little more aggressive and she likes it. Yeah. What do you think Yeah, I feel like I, I'm 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 definitely I don't yeah, I always feel like I'm a little bit of a niche market. <laughs> mm, do you have I'm sure you probably get this question a lot. <laughs> so I hate asking. Okay. But do you have a favorite recipe? Yeah, people do ask me that question. And my <laughs> answer like oftentimes surprises people. Like mm-hmm. I like I would Usually I say, I number one, I, I don't have a favorite, favorite recipe, but if I must pick one, mm-hmm. um, I always picked um, the one that's called laksa paella. And the reason mm-hmm. why I picked that one, yeah, so it's a pa- it's a, paella is a Spanish rice dish, right? But then um, mm-hmm. I, use, um, I flavored it with this Singaporean noodle dish called laksa. And then the reason why I said I like it often surprises people is it because I said I liked it because every time I make it, the result is very unreliable. <laughs> and that's the that's the one thing that people don't want to hear mm. from a recipe. 
That's true. Is that it's not reliable? Yeah, people want yeah. people want you know they do A B C D and E and then and then F is gonna come out and then you know every single time like boom 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 right. So that's what they call a reliable recipe. But for me, cooking is not that because there are so many variables in a recipe. You know whether it's your humidity, <laughs> your temperature, like you know like what type of ovens you have. Or even your stove, like you know, your low heat may not be my low heat, or your high heat may not be my high heat, and all these are variables. And then, and then, in order to produce exactly the the same result in every single kitchen is impossible. So for me, it's like I like making that recipe because every time I make it, it came out just a little bit different. And but through that difference, I learn. Something new, not just about the recipe, but about the chemistries of food, right? Like how, mm-hmm. how, how, why food reacts to certain ways, why it came out this way different from last time, and then I get to apply that knowledge to, you know, mm-hmm. my next game, you know. So, yeah. So, so it's yeah. So I think that like it's it's very different from what people expect from a recipe. It's. I yeah. don't. I don't mind failing, you know, at, in a, at a recipe because the it's the failing that's going to teach you um, about a whole lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that seems like it's just the perfect science experiment. You get to eat it after. I love the word diary. It just it made me think of your cookbook in a whole other way. And the same thing, if it's been your diary and it's a self discovery, really. Is there something surprising you've learned about yourself? Um, I don't think I, I don't think it's a like a it, I don't think it's like a revelation. Like it's like one day, you mm-hmm. know, I'm like, oh, you know, I think I found this about myself. But it's more like a gradual process. Like, mm-hmm. like I feel like I'm a very different person than um, than say like when I was in my twenties. When I was in my twenties, I'm very much like. Um, you know, like make money and then like, you know, like climb that social ladder and then like, you know, yeah. be somebody mm-hmm. and like, you know, make something of yourself, you know, that kind of stuff. And and then that is that kind of men- that mentality sort of it's because of that mentality. It kind of lent me, even though I moved to Beijing because of my husband's job, but still it's just like whatever it takes, you mm-hmm. know, whatever it takes, I'll go anywhere. As mm-hmm. long as it means, like you know, we're we're gonna move up. So like, mm-hmm. and then that just led me in a very unhappy place where I realized, what's the point of having things if you're miserable? And then like at the end, I kind of like today, yeah. like nowadays, I have a totally different mentality. It's like success and status and all that stuff. It's it's part of a it's part of a recipe of happiness for sure. And then, but it's definitely, there's a whole lot of other ingredients. And if you don't have the other ingredients, mm-hmm. you can't make that dish that is happiness. So th- it's, there's no point. So to mm-hmm. me, it's like right now I'm, I'm looking at life more in a very different light and very more balanced and rounded way. It's like, I, I'm not going to say it's because this came to me because of writing the cookbook. It's just, and, it's an accumulation of everything, like, you know, writing the cookbook and then talking about the cookbook afterwards and, you know, like, 
in mm-hmm. interviews like this and then I kind of think to myself well, oh I would like in my 20s I would never say things like that yeah so that kind of surprised me I'd be like, oh I I'm quite a very different person yeah um I've gone through the same thing recently for me a bit of understanding where where my values come from and mm-hmm. you know it's easy the 20s is such a uh such a good age to pinpoint because I think that's when you, you start to really think for yourself and realizing for me, you know, in my early 20s, it is important to have a branding bag, let's just say. And then I realized, mm-hmm. but why? Because you know, that's kind of how my parents would show me that they love me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a representation of love. But then I'm realizing, you know, as I grow older, that there's different ways to show you love someone. Um, yeah. And you have to peel back part of the cultural stuff and then what really matters to you. And like you said, have your happiness, you know, I'm doing this podcast because mm, for me, people always talk about the beauty of Taiwan um, regarding its food, uh, the landscapes. But for me, um, the beauty of Taiwan is more about the people and what I'm referring to as a Taiwanese spirit. Does that mm-hmm. mean anything to you? Yeah, so the interesting, like, I don't actually identify myself as any nationality. Like, I know mm-hmm. that I have a Taiwanese passport. Like, I was born in Taiwan, and then my mm-hmm. family moved to Vancouver when I was, like, about 11. And then I moved to New York in my 20s. So I kind of spent, like, a decade in Taiwan, a decade in Vancouver, and then a decade in New York, and then a decade in China. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, when people mm-hmm. ask me where am I, where I'm from, Mm-hmm. I don't really know how to answer that question because mm-hmm. I don't feel very Taiwanese. I mm-hmm. certainly don't feel very Canadian. I'm definitely not an American either. So like, <laughs> yeah, so it's very, but I, I actually like that about myself. Um, I totally understand when you say like Taiwanese, very like ta- how Taiwanese people are really friendly. They're nice. And, you know, like when people go to Taiwan, the first thing they say is like, oh, Taiwanese people are so nice. I understand all that. They're very... Um, I don't know in English how to explain it, but they're it's kind of like a they're kind of like a town, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like mm-hmm. because because in a way it's able to stay that way because it's it hasn't economically it hasn't really been able to break mm-hmm. through, yeah, like Singapore or Korea. Hong Kong or any yeah. So mm-hmm. so I think I when I see things I always see like there's a negative side to the positive side and you know and then like and this is not a criticism in any way but I feel like I I wish that I wish that in the future Taiwan can make that economic breakthrough while still keeping that you know town-like spirit Mm -hmm. is what I hope yeah what I love most about Mandy's story is that she's just unapologetically herself. So if I had to describe her in one word, um, it would be resilience. She's, you know, adapted to her changing environment in a way that's authentic to her and people responded to that. I know she didn't mention it, but I actually think that is a Taiwanese trait, being adaptable to constant change and uncertainty. Just makes me think of um, this last month, China's been flying jets all over Taiwan and 
I thought to myself, how do you continue to live and plan for the future with this constant threat looming over you? I also love her description of Taiwan as a small town because uh, I really feel that way. I was really surprised when my mom told me that my uncle came from the same village as President Li Denghui, who built up Taiwan's democracy. My dad worked with HTC's founder, Cher Wang, at some point. And there's a boss from her in my living room, <laughs> just chilling there. So I just feel like everyone in Taiwan is connected to each other in some way. This is big family feeling. Well, except for me, but uh, I'm working on it. Thank you, thank you for listening to the first ever episode. We got through it, guys. I assume things will only get better from here. If you'd like to buy Mandy's book, it's called The Art of Escapism Cooking. I think you can get it on Amazon. Or if you have a Taiwanyuan you'd like to nominate to me, please let me know at cindy at taiwanyuan.co. Taiwan, Jayo.